Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. For the last... Uh... Three or four, three Wednesday nights that I've been that I've been here. I was gone last week. I believe it was last week. We were gone, and so a couple of Wednesday nights before that, and a couple of Wednesday nights before that, we started a little thought. Our devotional Wednesday night suggestions from the Shepherd, and looking through the Book of Psalms, we find these little short phrases of instructions, just simple things. As I mentioned Sunday morning. Sometimes when we're preaching and teaching, uh, we're, in, we're in deep theological woods. Sometimes when we're preaching and teaching, we're just kind of looking along uh, other, other lines. And then every once in a while, we just come to some practical thoughts in the Bible. I'm glad that the Bible is for your and also for my everyday life. It's not just for our spiritual life. It's not just for our church life. It's not just so that we can go to heaven one of these days, but it's to help us as we walk in this world. This world is not our home. And so while we're here, uh, we're to, the Bible tells us to walk circumspectively in the world. And that's carefully. That's, that's watching our steps, watching what we do. Every move that we make, we make it in light of the Scripture. And every decision that we make, we make it through prayer and other considerations about spiritual things. And uh, in order to help us do that, the Bible has very clear instructions. We have the Ten Commandments to go by. Uh, someone has said that, that you know, there are, there are the Ten Commandments that were given to the nation of Israel. And, uh, but then someone said there's over 2,000 specific commandments in the Scripture. And uh, I don't know all of those. I'm, I probably couldn't even quote the 10. I could probably stand here a little while and figure them out and, uh, for, in a few minutes. But, uh, but I'm glad that God, all through His Word, He has just kind of, just kind of dabbled a little here and, and a little dollop there and another little focus here and there and everywhere and he gives us these things that it's you know they're like little little miniature proverbs but they're about life and they're about your life they're about your family life they're about your personal life they're about your church life they're they are about your citizenship they are about you and so they're very important for us to take time and to go through the scripture and just uh, pick out these jewels. And the Lord let me see this 10, 15 years ago. First time I, I started with this message and it's just kind of grown over the years. And again, it's just little short sayings in the scripture. Uh, for instance, and in a few minutes we'll be down to number five or number seven, I think. And I have about 10 of these. And, uh, and so uh, we studied a little bit about it, but the first one was found in, in Psalms 211. You don't have to turn there, and it's just very simply this. Serve 
the Lord. Every one of them has an S in it somewhere. Every one of them, there's a word that has to deal with the subject that we're on, and it starts with an S. This is the first one in Psalms 211. It says, serve the Lord. That's what we're here for. Had God not intended for you to do service, and I know that our service changes, and, and um, I, I'm planning on talking about that a little bit Sunday, and how the you know, how that uh, God allows us to bear fruit many different ways in our lifetime. And, uh, but if, if the Lord didn't have a service intended for you and for me, like it would be this Sunday morning when I baptize, Lord would, you know, he'd, he'd just let me hold you under until the bubbles quit coming up. And uh, then, of course, you'd just, uh, you'd go on to heaven and... Um, because you, if, we, if we don't have any usefulness here on earth, oh, what are we here for? Every person in this building has a service for the Lord. No one excluded. Now, I know we make alibis, we make excuses, we exempt ourselves. But the scripture does not exempt us. And we can't do, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I can't do all the things that I used to do. I heard a lady say one time she was elderly and she'd been a Sunday school teacher and all those kind of things for decades and, and she said, I guess all I can do now is pray. Well, that's really and truly, that is the maximum thing that you can do. You can pray. And so there's a service that we have for the Lord. The second one was found in Psalms 4 and verse number 4. Appreciate you ladies coming in, gentlemen. And um, Sister Kim, appreciate y'all being here. And that we're in Psalms 89 tonight. And so we're studying suggestions from the shepherd. The first suggestion is serve the Lord. The second one is found in Psalms 4.4. Again, you don't, have to stand, uh, uh, you don't have to go there. But it simply says, stand in awe. Those three words, so powerful, so important in our lives. I tell you what happens a lot of times in the Christian life. You see somebody, they'll, get, they'll make a profession of faith, they'll come down the altar, make a profession of faith, and they'll, they'll shed tears, and the altar will be soaked with them, and they'll jump up, and they're crying, and they're laughing, and they're rejoicing, and they'll praise the Lord and brag on the Lord, and, um, and um, that's probably the, the cleanest moment it is the cleanest moment that you'll ever be in your life is that moment that you trust Christ as your Savior. All of your sins are forgiven in one quick moment. And, uh, and then after a little while, you know, they hang around church people and they begin to realize you don't have to be that excited anymore. And uh, they, they'll come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They'll be in prayer meeting. They'll be in training union. They'll be at vacation Bible school. They'll be in, in the Jubilee. They'll be there service after service after service. And they work and they do all these kind of things. But then, then they begin to realize, you know, I don't have to do all these things. And they start little by little, things begin to drop off of their life. And then the next thing you know, somebody that was faithful, uh, before the Lord and faithful to the church and faithful in all the things of God. And uh, you couldn't keep them out of church for anything. All of a sudden you couldn't find them with a search warrant. The FBI couldn't run them down. You know what happens? We lose the amazement 
of what God has done for us. He said, stand in awe. Don't ever forget what God did for you. It's criminal to forget what God has done and uh, to forget where, he, where we were and what he did and where he has put us and what he has done to go through our life without giving recognition to that. It's a crime. It's a sin against heaven. Here's another one. Not only do we stand in awe, uh, the third one is found in Psalm 46.10, very simply these two words. Still have the S word in there. Be still. That's not easy, easy, is it? Just be still. I think that our makeup is to, uh, especially for men, uh, we don't want to wait on anything. We want to get it done, and we want to get it done now. And uh, that's just our nature. And we want everything, you know, by the clock, and, and we want everything, you know, in in a sequence and we want everything to fall in place in our lives but sometimes God requires us just be still be still and know that I am God sometimes we get to running so fast and our gears are so meshed with the gears of the world and, and we're just wide open and lickety split and and uh, we're in and out and up and down and roundabout and and haphazard and flip-flop, and we're just on the go and on the go and on the go, and we never even take time just to be still. Be still. Here's another one. Uh, number four is found in Psalm 105. I can give you these notes later if you need them. Here's another one. The S word again is seek the Lord. You know, it seems like we spend a lifetime chasing after things. We spend a lifetime uh, running uh, from one event to another event. And the Bible just simply encourages you and to me. The suggestion from the shepherd is to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. If you've not been saved, then you need to seek the Lord. If you have been saved, then you need to seek the Lord. If you have been seeking the Lord, you need to continue seeking the Lord. We need to have a lifetime of running after Jesus. Here's the fifth one, and then I'll give you the other two very quickly tonight. Sing on the hymn, Psalm 105. I have a whole, a whole set of things there. Seventy times in the book of Psalms, uh, singing is mentioned. Singing is so very, very important. I have one more tonight. Number six. Number six on our list is found in Psalms 89. And we begin our reading in verse number 15. If you'd follow along with me for just a moment. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. And so our thought tonight is to know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day. In thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor the, the I read the same verse twice. Okay, thy righteousness, thy horn shall be exalted. In verse number 18, for the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Then thou speakest in a vision to the, thy Holy One and saidest, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of my people. 
I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him. And so he said, blessed are they that know the joyful sound. I think, and the reference is probably in your Bible, if you look at it and there's a little A or B or J or whatever it might be, given reference that's found in the center column, a lot of times it'll send you back to the book of Deuteronomy or the book of Leviticus, I believe, where it talks about the sounding of the trumpet. The sounding of the trumpet. And uh, that was the instrument that God used to notify his people about three things in particular. There was a certain sound that the trumpet would give when it was time to go to war. There was a certain sound that the trumpet would give, a certain number of, of uh, uh, sounds on the trumpet when it was time to go to work or to serve the Lord. And then there was also a certain distinguished sound. The apostle even makes mention of it in, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 when he's talking about uh, speaking in tongues and un uncertain sounds and all of those kind of things. If the trumpet give an uncertain sound, how, you know, how we, you know what to do. And so in a certain way the trumpet would sound and it's time to go uh, to war. It would sound in a certain way and it's time to to go to worship. It sounds in a certain way, and it's time to go to work and serve the Lord. I think that is what, that's what he's talking about here. But just to stretch it out for just a moment, he talks about uh, to know the joyful sound, to know the joyful sound. And, um, and uh, you know, there's some, there's some sounds that are in the world today that are really and truly, they're not so, uh, they're not, they're not necessarily joyful sounds to hear. I don't have them in the notes on the screen, but just to think about it for a moment, here are some sounds that are not so joyful. The sound of an ambulance. We, we rarely hear, have a, a church service uh, that you don't hear an ambulance go by. Uh, what about a fire truck? What about a fire truck? Here's another one that you don't want to hear, a scream. What about a gunshot? Or an explosion. Thought about it just recently. I had a one Saturday afternoon of many years ago, probably close to 20 years ago now, I guess it was, sitting there in our living room, uh, reading my Bible, sitting, she'd gone to town or something, I was sitting in a recliner looking out the door, reading and studying and praying, and all of a sudden there was an explosion that went off in our neighborhood. And it literally rattled the windows in my house and shook my house. I could tell that it wasn't very far away. And my next door neighbor, my next door neighbor has a shop out back. And, uh, and that's the first thing came to my mind. Something blew up in the shop. Well, that's exactly what happened. And so I ran out the back door. And uh, that both of we I just moved there, wasn't a hedge or anything, and so I saw him running out of his shop toward his house, and uh, he had uh, he was uh, had had one of the old style lawnmowers that the carburetors built right on top of the gas tank. Don't have gas line or anything. Car gas tanks here, quart of gas, and the carburetor sitting right here. And he tried to crank it, it wouldn't crank. Tried to crank it, it wouldn't crank. And so he put his hand down over top of the carburetor. And he pulled on the rope, and when he pulled it, it backfired, and the ignition went down into that gas tank, and it blew up like a bomb. Blew up like a bomb. Gas went on him, and 
and he was in the hospital for a long, long time, did well, he fully recovered. That's a horrible sound to hear an explosion. Well, what about if you lived in a country, and fortunately we don't, at least presently, when warplanes are flying over? That wouldn't be a very joyful sound, would it? Uh, what about um, a siren, a weather siren, and uh, certain kinds of music? You'll pull up to a traffic light, and there's music, and, and a car is over there, and it's just kind of bouncing around, and the windows are shaking back and forth. How, how about when, when somebody scratches on a chalkboard? Does that bother anybody? If that bothers you, raise your hand. Don't bother me. I don't know why. It's never bothered me. Other things do, but that doesn't. But what about some joyful sounds? Think about for just a moment as we close. Some joyful songs. Sister Debbie and I were out on our porch every morning, 5 o'clock, I guess, uh, drinking our coffee, and we slide open the transom windows on the back of our house, and we live there on the edge of Brown's Pond, and you can hear the frogs, and you can hear the crickets, and uh, you can hear the birds singing, and over here, and every once in a while, there's a buzzard roost back there, and it sounds like a thousand monkeys back there, just whoop, whoop, just making all kind of crazy noises, and here's one over here chirping, and here in just a few minutes, you know, there'll be another sound. There are some joyful sounds in the world. What about a choir that's singing the anthems of God. What about congregational singing? Nothing is more beautiful than the congregation of God. It thrills God when His people are singing. What about a, a special song? I think that could be considered as a joyful sound. And the church music. And what about a church bell? I love to, every once in a while, we'll be going through town and either at the Presbyterian Church or the... Um, uh, other church out near the Valley State College and it'll be noontime and you'll hear those church bells uh, ringing and, and uh, what about the praise of God's people and the shout of God's people and even the crying of God's people. What about the good news of Jesus Christ? That's a wonderful sound. The gospel of Jesus being preached. I love to hear like Brother Wayne was preaching Sunday night and preaching about the gospel and how Jesus uh, how that he saves. And then what about the cries of a sinner and the rejoicing of the saints and the words of forgiveness and the voice of Jesus along the way, giving us our direction, uh, giving us our encouragement. And then finally, and at last, we hear the voice of Jesus when he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. What about that? The joyful sound. Going back to our text as we close this evening, he gives us five ways in which we're to understand this matter about the joyful sound. It's actually five instructions that he gives us. And uh, the first one's found in verse number 15. And I'm just going to give them to you and we'll close. You'll see them on the screen. That we're to walk in the light of his countenance. Walk in the light of his countenance. That's verse number 15. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Number two, rejoice in his righteousness. Verse number 16, we rejoice. There's not a lot of things that we can, that are, that are solid and solidified. There's not a lot of things that we could, you know, we could uh, put a wager on if we were betting people. But I guarantee you, you can, you can, you can place your money on the righteousness of God. You can rejoice in the righteous. When all else fails, 
you can rejoice in the righteousness of God. Here's something else. Not only do we walk in the light of His countenance, we rejoice in His righteousness. Number three, in verse number 17, we glory in His strength. Oh yeah. Uh, in, in our weakness, we are made strong. It is His strength that we walk in. We're not able of ourselves to make our way through this life. But we can do this. We glory in His strength. His, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Here's another one in verse number, uh, a number four, verse number 17. I guess it's one verse that's read two times. These crazy glasses, I guess. Or just a crazy person, I'm not sure. Exalted in his favor. If I was young, it would probably embarrass me not anymore to expect that out of old people. And um, uh, number four, exalted in his favor. There's not anything else really that good about us, are we? There's not really, we're, we're really just all sinners saved by the grace of God. One, you know, we might, one might dress a little better, one might present themselves a little better, but at the end of the day, we're all just sinners saved by grace. Just sinners saved by grace. And so, uh, we are exalted because of His faith. It is His grace and His mercy that saves us. The favor of God towards sinners. We're hopeless without Jesus Christ. Not anything, can, anything good can come our way as far as eternity is concerned. As Brother Montgomery was preaching on Sunday night, the only way we can get there is through Him. You can join every church in the county, be baptized in every water hole, until every frog knows you by your first name. You can sign every church card. You can shake every preacher's hand and still die and miss heaven except for the favor of God. Grace is very simply this, God's unmerited favor. Not anything you did, not anything I did, not anything your mama did or your daddy did, not anything the preacher did, but everything that God did. All that he did. And then finally, we serve with his anointing. We serve with his anointing. You read that in verses 18 through 20. And so the suggestion is to know the joyful sound. Would you stand with us for prayer tonight? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you, Father, for the guidance and the help that we can get as we study through this wonderful book. We thank you for the book of Psalms that clearly gives us instructions for this life. Lord, help us to know the joyful sound. Lord, there are so many sounds in this world that are uncertain. So many sounds in this world that are, for the most part, annoying, unhelpful. But Lord, I'm glad that there's a sweet voice that speaks, that speaks sweet peace to our souls. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to hear your voice, the joyful sound, to hear the words of Jesus. We love you tonight. We thank you for all that you've done for us, everything that you're going to do. 
Lord, once again, we pray for these on the prayer list. Lord, we pray for these events that's coming up next week, the Jubilee and the Youth Night and all that you'll be doing in our hearts and lives. We pray that you bless those moments, be with us, bring us together on this Lord's Day for the service and the baptism. And Lord, we just pray that you might help us and lead, guide, and direct us. Bless our nation, Lord, in a time of turmoil and uncivil unrest at every, at every step of the way. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that you would, Lord, move and, Lord, that you'd make changes where changes need to be made that would be pleasing in your sight not along party lines, but along what you would be satisfied with. Bless and have your way in these days. Lord, give us souls for our labor and for all that you do for us. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. While these are praying...